Hello and welcome to the Trapping Today podcast, episode 7. I'm your host, Jeremiah Wood with TrappingToday.com, your source for all things trapping, the information and education site for the modern trapper, and so on. Um, Today's episode is kind of a bonus episode, so um, if you're not familiar with podcasting, uh, when you start up a podcast, uh, one of the major components of it is hosting so someone's going to host all your media files and that costs money so there's a monthly program that uh, I'm a part of where I pay a certain amount of money per month to get these podcasts up and hosted because if I put them on my site it'd probably crash the site and that costs a certain amount and with that payment plan I have a certain amount of bandwidth that I can use or a certain amount of uh data I can upload per month. So we are at the last day of the month and I've done six podcasts and I want to do a seventh because I have a little bit of data I haven't used yet. So anyway, I'm just here rattling on tonight, um, just kind of getting something up there and uh, hopefully it, it proves to be useful. So anyway, just a few things to go over what I've been up to. I actually get the day off from work today. I'm processing beaver pelts. I uh, checked the under ice beaver trap line yesterday. Picked up, actually picked up an otter, uh, incidentally, in a beaver set. So I had a lodge that I was setting up, and I pretty much cleaned up all the beavers out of there. We caught 10 beavers out of the one lodge, uh, animal damage control deal. And uh, I had four sets I left in there just to make sure that we had them all so I went back with the intention of just you know pulling probably wouldn't have anything so I just pulled the sets and be happy that we were done no beavers good to go now it's always something you have to do but you hate to do because you know you're driving to an area you're spending gas money you're putting in the effort and you're gonna get there and not have any fur gotta do all this work pull the traps and so on but it's kind of part of the deal so you can imagine how excited I was when I pulled up that otter in a blind set 330 con in a beaver run uh, obviously the beavers are gone the house the lodge is abandoned and the otters were probably hanging out there so it's pretty exciting pretty cool we can uh, our otter trapping season is closed but we are legally allowed to keep any incidental otter caught while beaver trapping so that's a nice little bonus and I got him skinned out and uh, have him up on the board here in a little bit. I went over to another lodge that I set up recently. And uh, we may get into that a little bit later tonight. Either this episode or the next one I'm going to talk about under ice beaver snaring in a little more depth. But uh, this is a lodge that I set up with uh, one, two, three. I had three snare sets and... Uh, in a conibear set and uh, went back and checked that I ended up uh, picking up one beaver out of those sets and uh, so I had him to add to the pile of what I'd stockpiled I had about six uh, that I started skinning out last night and now I had more than six I think I had seven or so anyway got them all skinned got the otter skinned and I've been boarding beaver a little bit here and there today. I got four of them boarded, a couple, three more to go. And uh, just kind of 
plugging away in the fur shed here, having a lot of fun, enjoying my day off. So um, that's what's going on on my trap line. I'm also getting over a cold, so I couldn't talk for a couple of days. That made it hard to put together any type of podcast. Uh, I did load up the two podcasts about uh, the lynx, Canada lynx, and the Endangered Species Act. Hope that was useful, and you guys got a little value out of that. So, a couple of other things to mention. Um, recent fur auction results. If you guys are interested in fur prices, as I record this, it's the end of January, and we've had a few state fur auctions here and there. Uh, the most recent one comes out of Idaho. There were a couple of uh, fur sales. Um, actually, one a little more recent, but I'm going to sh- go over the numbers from January 20th. 2018. This was the first sale results from Idaho Trappers Association and basically shows what we've been saying all along, what we've known about the fur market. The uh, bobcat and coyote markets are holding up. So remember, everything else is low. So that's kind of uh, to be expected based on the current market. The furs, coyote, is a specialty fur because it is used in trim uh, for winter parkas. So Canada Goose Company buys a lot of uh, the coyote fur that's used in that trim market and that's sold primarily in North America which makes it uh, kind of immune to a lot of these economic issues that Russia and China are having right now associated with oil prices and other things going on. So that's immune to the rest of the woes in the market. And bobcat, um, cat pelts are such a high-end item. uh, Very, very limited luxury item, those spotted belly bobcats from the western states. That uh, even if the Russian economy is really in the tank, the people who buy those bobcat fur coats have so much money it doesn't matter. They're, they're kind of immune to the lows in, in the economic situation because uh, they've got a lot of money, and that is a minor part of their overall expenses. So those are two very unique limited markets, and they're doing quite well. So the average for bobcats in this Idaho Trapper Association sale uh, a week and a half ago was $323. And over half, that's only less than half of the bobcats that were offered there. A lot of trappers held back their furs and had no sales on those, meaning they set a minimum price and the offer from the buyers was below that price, so they took them home. I think a lot of that is people holding out, hoping that the market will get a little better and they can get a few more bucks for their fur. But over 300 bucks for bobcat, uh, that's a pretty good average. Uh, coyote, there were just under a thousand coyotes at that auction, and they averaged a little over $51. So that's pretty good. There, uh, that In that average, you have to consider there were coyotes that went for over $100, and there were coyotes that went for $8. So that included a lot of rubbed coyotes, a lot of really low-quality pelts that in in many markets, trappers just wouldn't even bother to sell, wouldn't bother to skin out. These were offered 
probably because the prices are so good they figured out ah, might as well throw those in there and uh, <clears throat> and so it might have brought down the average a little bit but really you know probably the quality coyotes were still in that $75 average that we predicted early on and overall 51 bucks ain't bad uh, the foxes those western foxes are pretty good nice thick fur and a relatively pale color those average $19 their martin are never that good they average 25 and uh, muskrat $2.77 um, other than that there's a few beaver average $13 but uh, the rest of the fur was in really low quantities so it's basically a, a coyote and bobcat sale um, with a few muskrats mixed in so that's a pretty good um, indicator of the fur markets right on track with what we expected in the past so that brings me to my next point the thing I'm gonna bring up here in the next few episodes of the podcast in a low far, fur market what do you do about selling your fur um, you really need to start thinking considering all of the different distribution channels and in uh, methods and ways to sell your fur because uh, if you're just a price taker and you take it to one place you've always sold fur before you don't look at other options um, you might really end up getting hurt by this market um, there may be things that you just don't have any choice you can't get around but if you want to be creative there is always an opportunity to um, <clears throat> to, to look for better prices and possibly do better so with that being said um, I just want to make a little announcement that my new book Fur Profit is available for sale right now this is available on the site trappingtoday.com and I have it up there as an ebook so it's a PDF format book it's uh, 50 some pages long and uh, called Fur Profit a trapper's guide to the modern fur market this is very similar to the fur guide I put out a few years back. Um, the it's It's been updated and there's more information that I've added to it. The thing with the fur guide was I initially when I published that I intended to uh, publish a new edition every year. And uh, after a couple years went by I realized that really wasn't a feasible thing. I wanted to provide like fur price updates and stuff. But what I realize is I can do that on trappingtoday.com on the blog. Every couple days I can put up a new fur market price uh, for auction results and so on. And you can follow that and keep up with the fur market. But as far as uh, a book resource, I really wanted to provide something that's a little less time sensitive and something that you're going to be able to look at. And regardless of whether it's 2018 or 2025 the same concepts are still going to apply so this really digs deep into the fur market the different aspects of fur market um, different types of fur how to sell your fur where to sell your fur um, different marketing channels what are your alternatives to selling raw fur um, the way we've always sold before most of us trappers um, what are some other things you can do so we look into um, getting your fur tan, selling it on eBay, selling it at a local store. We look into different niche markets, markets for the meat, the glands, um, and so on. So there's a lot of different options here, and uh, I, I put that together in an ebook. That ebook's available for five bucks, 
okay so very simple download the PDF you pay your five bucks and uh, and you get that information now uh, this time I am also going to have that as a hard cut or a saw a paperback book an actual hard book that you can buy and in a physical book a lot of people don't necessarily like reading the ebook um, on on the computer or on your phone on your tablet so we are gonna have a physical book available that's coming that should be available in a few weeks um, I am gonna be shopping that out to different trap uh, trapping supply dealers and uh, see if we can get that in a few shops and it will be available on the website I'll have it for sale and I'm, at this point I'm thinking I'm gonna have it on trapping today for uh, about 12 bucks and that's going to be shipping included in the price. So keep an eye out for that, trappingtoday.com. But uh, as you're listening to this, it, if the the physical book's not available, you can get the ebook, and and it's really good information. Now, if you have purchased the fur guide in the past, I really appreciate you guys purchasing that. And there's a lot of stuff you're going to notice that is very similar in fur profit. So if you've purchased that in the past, you send me an email letting me know you've bought that in the past, and I'll look you up. If I see record that that has been sold to you, uh, I'm going to give you a free copy of Fur Profit, just just to show my appreciation for you guys um, supporting me in the past and buying that ebook before. And so you'll get this new book. It'll have updated information, a little more detail on certain things, and I hope it's useful for you. So anyway, we get that a little bit of fur prices. Go get the book, support the podcast, and uh, moving on, uh, a couple of things. So I'm gonna throw up a few of those fur auction results I'm trapping today. You should see those by the time you listen to this podcast. Another really cool thing is there's a guy named Chris Pope. Um, he is with Coyote Trapping School. He started this site, CoyoteTrappingSchool.com. And uh, he's a trapper, fellow trapper. He's also a uh, trained in wildlife biology. Um, really nice guy, really knowledgeable. Uh, a young guy, but for his age, got quite a bit of experience trapping. And he did something really, really, really cool. Uh, Chris trapped for fox foxes on the Aleutian Islands of Alaska. And back when I was in school... Um, going to school in wildlife and kind of getting into trapping I was just that was kind of one of my dream jobs is to go out on one of those islands and uh, just a very short story here the Aleutian Islands are that long chain of islands off the coast of Alaska go way way out towards Russia and all these little islands uh, there are just I think there's hundreds of these islands and back in the when in the history of the fur trade when fur prices were really high back in the 1800s the people a lot of the Russians that were going over to Alaska to trade to trap fur and to trade with the natives in Alaska for fur they saw a huge opportunity there to introduce foxes to these islands because they put them on the island, they're not going anywhere. The foxes uh, bred in the wild, they fed on wild bird populations, did really well, 
trappers could go there and catch a bunch of fur, sell it, and it was a really huge economic driver of the Russian fur economy. Trouble with that is they decimated these wild uh, seabird populations because essentially all of these larger islands had foxes on them. So, as part of these restoration efforts for uh, seabirds, the uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has been hiring trappers for many, many years to go out and trap foxes on these islands to remove them. And they've successfully removed all the foxes from a number of these different islands. Uh, and they've restored these seabird populations. So, pretty unique thing. And Chris provided me an article that, by the time you listen to this, it'll be posted up on trappingtoday.com. If it's fallen uh, a little ways down, you listen to this later on, just go on um, the search bar on trappingtoday.com. Uh, scroll down till you hit that search this site section. Click on that little search bar and you type in Aleutian. A-L-E-U-T-I-A-N. And that article should pop up and you can read about Chris's experience. It's, uh, it's a really neat experience. Um, and also I've been... I've been looking into the Coyote Trapping School program that he's offering on on that site, and uh, I'm almost all the way through it. I've been watching all the videos, all the different modules, the training, so I plan to provide you with a little bit of a review of that moving forward. All right, so I'm going to take a pause here, and uh, I think we'll just kind of push off the under ice beaver snaring to the next episode of the podcast and uh, we'll call it a night thanks for tuning in I uh, hope I provide a little bit of information it's a bit of a short podcast but uh, we'll make up for it on the next one and we'll catch you next time have a great night and keep on trapping